Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. This is the Steelers Standard. I am Tom Opperman. That, what else? of course, is Jacob Brecht. It's the middle of the week, which means it's time to hit up week six, or week seven, excuse me, NFL Power Rankings. And this usually takes the full episode, so no need to dilly-dally on the front end of it. Number 10 for me. Oh, boy. We're just getting right to it. Getting right to it. I got the Kansas City Chiefs checking it at number 10. I got the Tennessee Titans, but go ahead. Wow. Okay. I got the Chiefs at number 10. They bounced back with a win against the Washington football team after getting drubbed by the Bills on Sunday Night Football two weeks ago. Uh, I think this is a team that's poised to still make a pretty decent run this year. Uh, I would not be surprised if it's February and we see them in the Super Bowl. I I think they're still that good. I know their defense is lackluster this year, but I'm not going to doubt the Chiefs until they're officially in the ground and dead. They're just that kind of a team. And I think when you win back-to-back AFC championships, you deserve that kind of credit. So I think they'll get on the right track. I actually think... They get a big win this week as they go to Tennessee to face off against the Titans. That helps put them back on more of a right track. So I think the Chiefs are going to start to bounce back. I think Buffalo was the rock-bottom game, and now we see them start to climb back towards elite status in the league. Totally fair. I mean, they impressed mightily in uh, that second half especially, and so I have them a little bit higher. But we'll get to that later. For me, it's the Tennessee Titans. I don't know if you have the Tennessee Titans in your top 10 or not, but for me, they had not been in there all year long to go and win on the road or to win at home against Buffalo. And we just mentioned this guy's name in a previous segment in our MVP race uh, conversation. King Henry is the sole reason why they have cracked my top 10, the Tennessee Titans, to win that game. And yes, I'll give you the fact that Buffalo easily could have just kicked the field goal to send it into overtime, but still... The defense is something that no one has written anything really that positive home about, considering they have now lost their um, first-round pick, the cornerback from, uh, I believe he went to Virginia Tech. Um, I'm blanking on the name. Um, Farley. Yeah, Caleb Farley from mm-hmm. Virginia Tech, I believe. Um, they lost him. Now he's on the IR. But your defense stepped up, man. I mean, Josh Allen, we know how dangerous he can be. Again, he was he was mentioned in our MVP conversation uh, in a previous episode. But you stuffed him on fourth down, which is what the defense is, is set out there to do. So kudos to King Henry for doing King Henry-type things, and kudos to the Tennessee Titans to stuff Josh Allen on fourth down and that play on third down. Even though it was an incredible show of athleticism by Josh Allen – that diving effort for uh, to move the chains, it wasn't enough. The defense stepped up on back-to-back plays. So kudos to them. They cracked my top ten for the first time this year. Well, it's funny because number nine for me is the Tennessee Titans. Uh, yeah, what a huge win against Buffalo. Uh, gets that bad taste out of your mouth if you're a Titans fan from that Jets loss that you suffered a couple weeks ago. No one wants to lose to the Jets, but... It's a good way to shake that off by beating the Buffalo Bills, uh, and that's exactly what they did. The Bills looked like the number one team by far in the NFL. They looked like an absolute juggernaut until they didn't, and the Titans really took care of business. And uh, like I said on an episode we did earlier this week, I think they really established themselves for me as far as being a team that can, yeah, lose to anybody, obviously, but they can beat anybody too, and 
That's why they're a dangerous prospect come they playoff play, time. They play in the easiest uh, – one of the two easy – there are two tough divisions and two easy divisions in the AFC. The North and the, and the West are the tough ones. The South and the East are the easy ones. So they should be able to take advantage of their weak competition. I think the East might be the worst one. Ah, I don't know. They're both really bad. They're bo- because the bottom of the uh, – I mean, both bottoms – they're kind of very similar where you've got the Colts and the Patriots who you're like, are they better than their record, right. but not and really. Then the Dolphins and then the, and the Dolphins Jets and the horrible. Jets are terrible. And the, and the, Jags and the Jaguars and the Texans and the are terrible. But I think the Jaguars and, and Texans collectively are worse than Miami and New York. That's tough, but you might be right. Who the hell knows, honestly, with that? Because at least in, in, in Miami and, and New York, you have a quarterback semblance. There's hope, at least. Right. There, Zach Wilson, There there is a future there, possibly. And same with Tua in... In Indiana, or sorry, in in Jacksonville and Houston, yes, you have Trevor Lawrence, but the rest of the team is so bad in Houston. There is no nothing good going on in Houston. Tennessee, yeah, I think they're pretty much in control for that South. It would take a pretty big collapse on their part to not handle that division. So looks like they're looking at a home game in the wild card round, right in the eyes. They had a home game last year and lost to the Ravens and Lamar Jackson when he got his first playoff win. So. They'll have another crack at playing a game in Nashville to start the playoff season for uh, the NFL, and we'll see how they do, who they draw. But anybody who has to go up against them, even if they do win their first-round game and they go on the road to face, uh, say, the number one seed and say it's like the Ravens or something, no one wants to face them. No No one wants to face Derrick Henry. Like No one wants to say... In the playoffs, where everybody hits ten times harder anyway, no one I have be, to face this monster for sixty minutes. No one in the playoffs wants to be Marlon Humphrey from two years ago when he got yeah. absolutely stiff armed. No one wants to be Josh Norman from a year ago when they played Buffalo and he got thrown to the ground, literally as if it was a man playing pickup, playing you know, flag football with a bunch of kids. That's what it looked like. My number nine team, I have the Dallas Cowboys. Wow. Yeah, I know they are only a one loss team. And they went on the road in Foxborough. They won the game, but still, I think the Patriots are far are a far lesser opponent than they are. They could have won that game by a much wider margin. And yes, I'm going to just focus all my attention to one guy, and it's not Des- it's not Dak Prescott. Can you guess who it is? It's Zeke. No. Uh, Trayvon Diggs. It's Trayvon Diggs. We, you and I were watching that game together, and. The first thing out of your mouth was, "What is with this guy?" He had before Stefan Diggs caught a touchdown on Monday night or on Monday Night Football. Yeah, he had more touchdown catches, more catches, or <laughs> less catches, obviously, more yardage, and more touchdowns than Stefan Diggs. They play opposite positions, so just let that. Sink and Stephon in. Diggs plays on offense. Just let that sink so give, in on to you. give you an idea of how tough that is for Trayvon Diggs, the guy has now at least one interception in every game to start the year so far. I mean, I love TJ, but, like, good luck getting defensive player of the year. With Trayvon Diggs. That's pretty much our – that flag's already pretty much been put in the mountaintop there. I mean, it would take – I don't know what it would take for It's Diggs his to lose right now. Yeah, I don't know how if he would lose If he slows it. down, then I can see it happening where either Miles Garrett or He's going to slow down, though. You can't keep that pace He up. hasn't, though. He hey. hasn't. He has not done so yet, and it's remarkable because – Every week you th- you think okay well he can't do it again this week and then 
Not only does it go and get you that turnover, he, he turns it into six. That's points. what I mean. Then you know, oh, there's number seven running down the sidelines again. Easy touchdown for He's the Cowboys. Good. The Cowboys, they were lacking defense last year, and obviously Prescott's injury killed them. Their defense isn't world beater status yet, but they've got at least superstars now with Diggs, and I think Micah Parsons is a superstar in the making. So there's faces on that Dallas defense now, that's for sure. Number eight for me, team that suffered a pretty tough loss this weekend, one of the biggest margins of defeat, the L.A. Chargers, a team I was super high on weeks leading into this, take a huge step back in my power rankings, sitting at number eight. Uh, if you were to go on the road and lose that game to the Ravens in a close battle where you looked good and the Ravens just pulled it out at the end, then maybe you're still sitting in my top five if you're the Chargers. But the fact that you go on the road and just get embarrassed from start to finish and the fact that Justin Herbert was made to look so pedestrian is a bit concerning to me. That's a lot of that's game tape that a lot of other defensive coordinators are now going to sink their teeth into when they have to prepare for Justin Herbert. So now it's up to Herbert and Staley and that Chargers offense to counter the defense's counter that's coming towards him. And I I believe they will because Herbert is a freak of nature talent-wise and going to be one of the top quarterbacks in this league for a while. But pretty disappointing effort from them against the Baltimore Ravens in what was being billed as one of, if not the game of the week in the NFL. They lose 34-6, just weren't even close to being in the game at any point at all. It was start-to-finish dominance from the Ravens, and to me it knocks the Chargers back to number eight on my power ranking. Totally fair. I mean, I expected this to be a good game. I thought I'm pretty sure I had picked the Chargers to win that game in a triple play. I, I don't remember if that was one of my ended up being one of my picks, but I was eyeing that as one of my picks at, at the very least. I thought this this Baltimore defense is going to get a real test, probably its first real test since the Kansas City game in Week Two, and <clears throat> we saw that that Patrick Mahomes was capable of putting up points. And I think right now, going into that game, you thought you had more confidence in Justin Herbert and his offense than you did in Patrick Mahomes and, and his respective offense. And I just thought that the Chargers, after they had beaten Kansas City, they had beaten Cleveland, they could beat Baltimore, and they didn't. And not only did they not, they got destroyed. So, yeah, I, I, it was a huge disappointment for them. My team coming in number eight, their division foe, Kansas City. Mm. But you had a number nine. so Ten. At number ten, sorry. So kind of in that same neighborhood, uh, they're slowly making their way back up, right? We, we, we had said after week one or week two maybe uh, that – when they were floating around 5-6, that would be the lowest they ever got all season, and they just kept falling and falling all the way to, to 10. I think you had them outside of your top 10 last yeah, week. they were no. always in it, just at number 10. We They've been at number 10 the past two weeks. At, we both had them at number 10 last week. I think I may have had them at number 9 the week before, something like that. But now they're slowly inching their way back up. And it, it wouldn't shock me if they even overtook the Chargers for the division lead. My number 17, maybe this is a little bit too harsh. Maybe I put a little too much into their bank account, and this is why I'm personally upset with the way that they performed and the way that they finished that game on Monday Night Football. But I got the Buffalo Bills falling back to number 7. They were number 1 on my power ranking last week, but the way that that defense was just gashed by the Titans all game long and Derrick Henry all game long, obviously that's tough to do is stop Derrick Henry, but still, defense did not play well against the Titans, and... (laughs) I mean, I, how do you slip when you're Josh Allen? Like, that's 
that needs right. to be criticized. Like, I don't think that's being criticized well, why enough. Why do you go for it? Why do you agreed, go for it? Agreed there, too. But again, I, I don't think it's being criticized. Like, people will just be like, oh, he slipped. Ah, that happens. It comes out. When you're at the level of a Josh Allen, you don't get that. You, don't, you don't get afforded that, uh, you know, benefit of the doubt where you can just be like, ah, it happens. He slipped. You can't slip on the game-winning play like that. you got to dig yourself in and get that first down. I will say this, though. Even if he didn't slip, I mean, he's Josh Allen, so who knows? He might be able to push the defender back. But Jeffrey Simmons on the defensive line, he was in there before that snap was even off. So great play from him and great win from the Titans. But, yeah, I got the Bills getting a little slice of humble pie this week and knocking them back to number seven. And you know what? Sometimes that's the best thing that can happen to a football team. Everybody's riding high, and you don't even lose it to a team that's abysmal. You lose it to a team that's going to go to the playoffs anyway, and you were on the road. Maybe, you know, they're scoring more points than everybody, and they're giving up fewer points than everybody. I mean, it was Bills, 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 Bills for the past five weeks. Maybe they needed a little bit of humble pie to to refocus them. And it's not like they got blown out. Like, they lost by three, and they were at the goal line with a chance to win at the end. They could have sent the game into overtime and won the game. I still think the Bills are top dogs in the AFC. I still think that they are contenders to make it to the Super Bowl. But they got dinged this week a lot, dropping six spots to number seven for me. Yeah, that's a that's a big fall for them. They fell for me because last week we had both, even though Arizona was and still is the only undefeated team, we still have them over Arizona because uh, they blew out the Chiefs on uh, Sunday Night Football. And they took a fall for me too, but not nearly as as far as you put them back. You 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 tend to be a, a little harsh, not harsh, but just um, overly reactive when you see a bad loss. I love it. Power rankings, baby. I love it. I guess that's what they're for, right? Uh, for me, I have the LA Chargers, and they had fallen for me. I think they were they cracked my top four last or my top five last week. Now they sit at number seven. Just. What? How do you throw up that that bad of a performance on offense? Yeah, I agree. That's very. If, if you're putting up 450 yards or 500 yards against Cleveland, and you're you're going into Kansas City and you're beating the Chiefs on their own home field, it's a head scratcher. How do you only put up what? Six, what was it? Six points they only scored. I will say this though. 13 points. I, I don't know. Cleveland's defense. Yeah, they were kind of banged up, and it's better than it was last year. So that was impressive for them to put up points against them. I think the Ravens are probably the best defense they've played so far. But it's still not like a, a, a great, great, great defense. No, but it's one of the best they've played, and they got stymied. The other defense that stymied them, the Dallas Cowboys, who has a pretty decent defense as well. Who we just well. talked about. Who you have yet to mention, by the way. So maybe keep an eye on the Chargers and see what kind of quality defenses they're going up against. Maybe you know they're doing a good job beating up on some lesser opponents, and maybe once those defenses can really play – they get into some trouble. Not to say they can't score against elite defenses because I think they're an elite offense for sure who maybe just had a pretty bad game against Baltimore. But, yeah, it's that's a head-scratcher, the Chargers dropping that one as badly. Like I said, if they lose to Baltimore at Baltimore, it's whatever. But you lose that badly after everybody's saying you're a Super Bowl contender now. You got to fall. Yeah. That's... And you fell for both of us. So I got Chargers for my number 17. Number six for me, I've got the owner of the Chicago Bears, Aaron Rodgers, and the Green Bay Packers. Wow. 
look, man, there's a lot of teams that have just been impressing me more than them. It's not exactly like they've been bad. It's just they've kind of just been ho-hum, drumming along ever since that week one loss. They're 5-1 and one now. Uh, they're winning games not, you know, in blowout fashion, but they're winning games pretty comfortably. They went back and forth with the Bengals last week on missing field goals before Crosby finally made his to send them to an overtime victory. But, uh, look, 6-1 to one here I think are all – good to great football teams at least in my mind right now and i think all of them can get to the super bowl if not win the super bowl and packers certainly right in that category to me nfc contenders absolutely super bowl contenders for sure i think aaron Rodgers is just going to get better and better as the season goes on i think that offense is going to click more and more biggest question for me is if that defense can get healthy and if that defense can hold up their end of the bargain for this packers team but they'll be there at the end of it as pretty much they always are yeah, uh, I can't believe you have them this low. They're a great team. Aaron Rodgers, as we just said in a previous episode, he could be the MVP re- winner back-to-back years now. At age, what, 37 last year, 38 this year? The guy is unreal, and as you mentioned to start the start the conversation about them, he is the king of Chicago. The king of Chicago. Owns I mean, them. The Wikipedia the page says the owner is Aaron Rodgers now. What was that? The Wikipedia page for the Bears for a brief moment on Sunday said owner Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. I love when people people do that quick Wikipedia thing because it's absolutely true. I mean, so true. There is no one who has been more dominant against that franchise probably ever. Ever. Like Drew. Like Brett Favre wasn't that nope, good. Ever. He owns the Bears. It's not completely even close. owns them. Uh, so I'm a little shocked you have them that low that there are five teams that you believe in more so than the Packers and especially with Aaron Rodgers a quarterback, but. That's what power rankings are for. We'll see what you have left in store. For me, my number six team, I have the Baltimore Ravens. That's way too low. That's way too low. Go ahead. And maybe it's unfair because power rankings are, are made to be more so with a recency bias. And so, yes, they just beat the Cardinals or the, the Chargers. But I think overall I'm looking big picture and knowing – how much they're utilizing Lamar Jackson. I just I can't see the guy not getting hurt. Well, I can cuz he just doesn't. It's it's yeah, like right. it's like the Russell Wilson thing where we spent 7 years saying he's going to get hurt and he just he just doesn't get hurt. He doesn't take big hits. I know he got hurt, but it wasn't because of a hit that he got hurt. It was a, a fluke injury with his finger. But like the guy knows how to take hits. He knows how to get down and I think I see a lot of that in Lamar too. I think I see a lot of smart running, not just effective running and, but like also you see effective running of course well. yeah i mean but also it, it just it, 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 it there's a lot of real estate in my memory the the 66 yard field goal and then having to come back against the colts at home on a monday night football that just sticks with me and that's why i be, i it's just because i believe in five teams more so than i believe in the ravens well, those almost losses they tend to turn out to be wins so they tend to don't they number 5 for me starting into our top 5 how about them cowboys the wow, dallas cowboys checking in at number 5 i'm not going to give them disrespect anymore the offense is one of the best in football they had their back against the wall against the Patriots. Should have probably lost that game. Diggs had a huge interception return for a touchdown to swing it in their favor. Then Diggs took another risk on an interception that caused him to get burned for a touchdown that let the Patriots take a three-point lead. Dak did Dak things, though. Tied it up, put it into overtime, and then in overtime he hit C.D. Lamb on a bomb to end things with a touchdown. So 
I think that's a huge win for the Cowboys because I think that's the type of game that, you know, Cowboys of old would drop heading into a tough environment with a lot of momentum on their side, feeling good about themselves, can get to 5-1, and one, can be right in that driver's seat for the number one seed, just the game back of the Cardinals, whom you play at one point this year. Mm-hmm. And that was the total letdown spot for the Cowboys in Foxborough, and they did not do it, so... I think this Dallas Cowboys team is showing a lot of growth. I think this is a team that, honestly, in my mind, is better than the team that Dak went 13-3 and with uh, a few years back, and they won His a playoff game. Year. And they won a playoff they game. They did win. not. What was the year they won the playoff game? Uh, they went, I think it was the year after, but the year they, they went 13-3 was, was the rookie season for Dak. Either Zeke, team. Do you know what happened that year? That was when they had home field advantage. They lost in the division round against the Packers with that incredible Aaron Rodgers sideline pass and catch. You don't remember that? I Crosby field goal. Just you know that. that you don't remember that. I don't care about it because <laughs> my point is that this is the best Cowboys team that Dak Prescott has had. I believe that. Well, with the defense, it's it's very fair to say. And the offense. I mean, yeah, Ceedee I mean, Lamb, he, he Amari has, Cooper, Dalton Schultz, Lamb, Anna, two right. good running backs. Like I, 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 I think he only had Des Bryant at the time. When it was way back in 2016, I like Dak. Uh, I think he's proven that he's in the conversation for a top tier quarterback in this league, and I, I like the Cowboys a lot. Obviously, they're NFC East champions already, but I, I think they're going to contend for this conference. I do. We'll see. I mean, it depends on how much Arizona and, and the Rams beat up on each other. Dak Prescott left with a walking boot too, so that's important. Good, mm-hmm. good timing for the Cowboys bye this week. There, there are no signs of Aaron Rodgers and Brady slowing down at their ripe old ages. So, yeah, I can't even say like, oh, well, they slow down at some point because I don't see that happening. It's just I think there's a clear top five teams in the NFC, and the Cowboys are one of them. They're one of them. Uh, for me, at number five, I have the Buffalo Bills. Mm-hmm. Like I said, they were both of our number one teams last last week, and they did take a step back for me. Not as a dramatic of a, of a setback as, as you set them all the way back to what, number seven? Number seven. Yeah, it's, that's far. I still got to put them in my top five because I have the respect for the team overall. I have respect for Josh Allen. And again, if you just kick the field goal, you send it into overtime, you can win that game. And they'd be sitting here at five and one, and they would not be sitting outside of either of our top five, probably neither of our top three. I agree. Uh, I, I think that they're... Still a great team, and they'll find their way back into my top five. They're still the number one sooner, team in the AFC for me. Sooner rather than later, they're not for me. Uh, number four Wait. in my power rankings, they're not the number one team in the AFC oh, for me. I, I, is this, is this going to be your number one No, team? because this team's the Rams for me, the number four. Los Angeles Rams, uh, they suffered a, a pretty tough loss against the Cardinals, but they've won ever since. Five and one football team. Uh, Stafford has had his ups and downs this year, but it's mostly been ups and – Love McVay, love the defense. Defense just – what the defense did to the Giants and Daniel Jones last Sunday was borderline abuse and, <laughs> and borderline you could have been arrested for it. I mean, it was, it was an ugly performance from Jones and the Giants, and Rams just took out, I think, a lot of frustration on them. Mm-hmm. So I got the Rams at number four. Um, number two in the NFC in my mind, right behind the Tampa Bay Buccaneers – or number three, excuse me, behind the Bucks and the Cardinals in my mind, but – I know the Cardinals beat the Rams. I'm still tempted to think do or die game. Mm-hmm. I probably lean towards the Rams still on that one. Totally fair. Um, totally fair. I mean, the Rams are have not 
have not wavered from my top five at all so far this season. They got as high as number number one. Number I think, one when they, when when they, they beat, beat the Bucks. Bucks. And then they went, the next week they lost against the Cardinals. So I think they fell to number two or three. But right now for my number four, I had the Green Bay Packers. Uh, Aaron, it's just the conversation can start and end with Aaron Rodgers. That's all I have to say. Yeah, that's all you. Really I think need the to team say. is going to win no no more than two or lose no more than two games on the year. Number three team for me is my number one team in the AFC as of right now, the Baltimore Ravens. Wow. They're that good, wow. man. Wow. They're that good. I'm not going to hear the, oh, you almost lost conversations because those are wins, and they're 5-1. and one. And I, I don't think there's a player that I enjoy watching on Sundays uh, more than I enjoy watching Lamar Jackson. Really? Because I can name you one. Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry. That's the only one that's uh, almost up there in no, that I, category. No, I'd say, I'd say it's the two of them. But, you know, Mahomes is great. Rodgers is fun to watch. Brady, you get the whole I'm witnessing history in the moment with him. But Lamar's so unique, and obviously Henry's so unique too, but I, I just love seeing the way Lamar plays. I, the other thing that I think I love about Lamar's play too is that almost every week is a shot at the haters. Like every single week now is just, just him giving out. double middle fingers to all the haters. Like, oh, I can't pass the ball? Highest completion percentage for someone who threw over 40 passes in a game and my comeback win against the Colts. You know what I mean? Like he just seems to be giving it back to them almost at every single turn. Already won an MVP in the race for the MVP firmly mm-hmm. this year as well. I think for years to come, as long as he stays healthy, he's a problem in the NFL. And I like this Ravens team a lot. I got them at number three and number one in the AFC right now. Wow. No, I, I had Buffalo my number one team right now in the AFC and I still think the Chiefs are going to end up creeping up into that two spot. So this is going to be the Rams for you, right? So right now I have the th- the Rams at number three. Yes. I think, and I have them above the Packers because I have more faith in the rest of the team than I do with Packers fair. surrounding, especially the defense, especially defense, and probably the coach too. I don't think it's, I agree. I think Lafleur is out of his still, league. Still, I mean that record that that Sean McVay has, he's forty six and 48 and or something Oof. when he's. Going into halftime with a lead, that is ridiculous. That guy is so good at playing with the lead that, yes, I know I like Aaron Rodgers far more than I like Matt Stafford, but just the team overall is better than L.A. than it is in Green Bay. How many times have you seen Aaron Rodgers fall short because the team he runs into is just a better overall team than Mm -hmm. his? It happened just last year with the Buccaneers and Tom Brady. Tom Brady's better. Speaking of which— that's my I got number them two in my well. number two team, which means we agree we number one as two well. Two and one, yeah. But the Buccaneers took care of business against the Eagles on Thursday night football. I don't know who they're playing this week, but game I, a lot closer or score a lot closer than game actually was. Too. Yes, they dominated. Right, that it was game. only a four point game. I think twenty six twenty two. But it was over. Definitely a after the second quarter. Yeah. Uh, courtesy of your boy Antonio Brown had a big <sighs> big factor in that one. He's still top five in this league. No idea who the Buccaneers are playing, but I'm. Guessing it's a safe bet to say they could win the game. They play the Bears. Oh, okay. So you will. You nervous? You get nervous now? Unless the Cardinals lose, you will see the Tampa Bay Buccaneers sitting comfortably at number two next. You get nervous now? Chicago. That's a big one. Uh, Now they're going to roll against the Bears. Number one, of course, those Arizona Cardinals. Mm -hmm. Are they the most impressive team in football this year? Probably. You have to give them number one when they're the only undefeated team left. I don't know if they're the best team in my mind yet right now, though, because I say put these teams against each other in a playoff game. Packers versus Cardinals, probably Packers. Buccaneers versus Cardinals. Probably Buccaneers. Rams versus Cardinals, probably Rams. Cowboys versus Cardinals, uh, I don't know. maybe Cowboys. 
But you have to give them number one right now, yes. and they'll stay at number one from now on until, until they, they lose a game. And even if they lose a game, if say it's to the Packers on Thursday night in a couple weeks and they lose the death by a field goal that's 55 yards, maybe they're still the number one team. Who knows? Just because but, it's an impressive win and it's their only loss in the season. Yeah, but, but you know. I, but it's not going to be this week because playing at home against Houston, Texas. Revenge game for DeAndre. That, I mean, and, the line is at, what, 17 and a half? Yeah. So the Cardinals. It, 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 take the points. You think the Texans cover that? No, spread? Sorry, 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 sorry. Lay the points. Lay is the what points. You're lay for. the points. That's a lot to lay, Jacob. I don't know if I'd do that, but they'll handle the Texans for sure in that game. If the Texans cover that spread, it's backdoor garbage time points. Mm-hmm. It's going to be over early. And early, like we're talking like middle of the second quarter, early. This is going to sound a little weird with the Cardinals because he's never really won anything. But the leadership that J.J. Watt brings into that locker room, I think he brings them a new sense of focus that so they probably I. haven't had in the past couple. Last year they collapsed, should have made the playoffs for sure last year, collapsed down the stretch. I think it's because they didn't have that guy in that locker room, that voice. I don't know if you saw this on NFL Films, but when they were just destroying the Browns. No, I saw him on the sideline. Walking you up can't and block down. me. You can't block me, but he's also saying – What's their excuse now? He's saying, all these excuses. They win because of this. They win because of that. He's like, well, maybe we're just bleeping better than them. Maybe we're just better than them. And he's just like going up and down the sidelines, and he's not really talking to anybody specifically, but he's talking to everybody, and he's just that guy that gets them into that higher gear. Like, oh, you're feeling good about yourselves because you're destroying the Browns? Well, let's not forget how everybody was disrespecting us. Maybe we're just better than everybody else. Like, keep that energy going. Keep that bottled up. So I think his leadership aspect is is underrated as far as the Cardinals' great start this year. And I'm just happy for the guy in general. So am I. One of a hall, to, a to four, now play on like a really, really a good team. A Hall of Famer is finally on a team that could win a Super Bowl. So Well, that, that team was capable, what, two years ago? Of winning a it Super was, Bowl? Oh, with Deshaun with Watson. With Deshaun yeah. Watson. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, were. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were it talking about back when it was the Yates of Hell. And no, 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 no. But he had, like, that's the problem is that he had like a one-year window with Deshaun Watson, maybe two, and that was it. He's definitely got a window this year with the Cardinals, that's for sure. That'll do it for this episode of the Steelers Standard. Thanks, as always, for giving us a listen. For Jacob Recht, I'm Tom Offerman. We'll talk to you guys next time on the Standard.